G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big opinions, the panel. It is 10.22 here on SENZ. It's Cup Day. I'm in Christchurch. I'm at the Addington Raceway. People now are starting to arrive. Those people are allowed to be here, mostly workers. Uh, people in the press gallery are arriving. Some, uh, obviously, a lot of trainers' horses will be arriving now shortly, and they're taking the water truck. Believe it, they're taking the water truck around the track right now, putting copious amounts of, of water on uh, across the whole of the width of the track at the moment so even though it's uh, still a little bit of uh, mizzle uh, misty drizzle in the air uh, they're making uh, sure there's no problems at all with the track. No, the panel today, uh, Guy Havelt, um, Pat McKendry, both very proud Cantabrians. I, I arrived at the track this morning uh, and there it was. We miss Guy Havelt out on the gateway. I can't believe it. So uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you. Good morning to you, Guy. Uh, I can also tell you they've cut the hedge down the main straight nice. They must have thought you were coming. They've cut it nice and low so you could see over the top. Um, so what are you... What are your favourite memories of Cup Day? Geez, you're in good form this morning. For the, I was actually just hovering over the, the hang-up button when you were describing the scene, man. Very jealous of you being there uh, and, and, and disappointed that I suppose up to yourself for, for Kiwis and, and contemporaries, particularly who aren't able to get there today. Uh, look, my, my memories I've been to Cup Day, not as much as I would have liked, actually, probably two or three times. Uh, it's just a... A fantastic day. I, I hear today, as you say, a, a bit of drizzle or whatever, misty, misty drizzle, mizzle as you call it. Uh, usually, it, it is a beautiful, clear, blue sky day somehow most years on, on Cup Day, Tuesday. And I just remember rocking up and, and back in those days when I was 18 or 19, you know, you'd have a few drinks under you and it would turn into a bit of a party. But um, no, it's always been a fantastic day and catching up with friends and that sort of thing. And, and you know, I've been racing fans are getting to watch the best uh, harness racing horses going around and always a, always a highlight as well. So yeah, disappointing that it can't have fans this year, but uh, it's like it's, well, I'm sure it will be a, a great day from a, from a pure racing point of view and from the party point of view. Let's hope uh, it can continue elsewhere and then you can get back into the swing of it next year. Yeah, uh, let, yeah, let's uh, let's all hope for that. I'm sure Canterbury will be parting as we speak. I look out the window, I can almost see uh, champagne corks popping around the area anyway, uh, but just not in the, in the raceway itself. What about you, Pat, uh, from one of Canterbury's favourite sons? What about your memories of, of Cup Day? Um, yeah, I guess um, it's normally a very nice day, and unfortunately it's not uh, down there at the moment, so you're here from your forecast uh, and, and description. Certainly it's not as nice as it is in Auckland this morning. It's beautiful up here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess the weather, the... Um, I, I, I'm not a huge um, follower of the horses myself, but I do have uh, sort of family connections who are well in the game, including a distant relative in Morris McHendry, the great driver. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's just a great day out, isn't it? And, and it's sort of it's so significant for contemporaries because... Really, it's sort of a gateway for summer, 
and um, many see it as that, and, it, and it's generally, um, you know, you sort of, um, uh, it, it's the end of autumn, it's, uh, it's the end of spring, sorry, we're into summer, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good big day out, and I, and I hope that although, obviously, um, pundits aren't allowed on course, they, they make the most of it in, in the various hospitality areas around the city, uh, because I'm sure it'll be very popular. Yeah, I think most of the bars are booked out, and especially those with the TAB facilities. Uh, um, so you, you might uh, see the, uh, the sorry we're full sign on most of those if you haven't made plans to do so in the Canterbury area. But having said that, uh, it's still all go here, and uh, we're hoping for to reflect some of the atmosphere. Anyway, um, Pat, while, we, while uh, we've got you uh, in the chair at the moment, uh, the T20 World Cup is getting to the very serious stage. Wednesday, uh, Thursday morning, 3 o'clock New Zealand time, New Zealand, England. Uh, are you confident, uh, especially without Jason Roy? England have had a hiccup there. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it's quite significant, isn't it? Roy being ruled out with a calf injury. Um, I, I think that will uh, affect uh, England to, to a large extent, not only because he's such a destructive uh, batter at, at the top of the innings. Uh, I think it probably will affect their confidence a little bit. He's a pretty good fielder as well, I think. Uh, and so... Certainly, uh, it'll help New Zealand's cause. I think New Zealand looks settled, confident. Um, they they just seem to be in, in sort of in, in charge of things and control. Um, I think uh, certainly I've been really impressed with with the game awareness. Uh, a lot of their senior guys uh, have shown, including uh, Daryl Mitchell, the relatively inexperienced uh, opener. And so I think it bodes well. I, I certainly, if I was I am a New Zealand fan, obviously. I'm fairly confident going into this one, and given uh, some recent uh, success in in the test test arena against England. Yeah, uh, I I totally agree. I I don't think we've got anything to fear there uh, from from that point of view, Guy. And and I'm not not that worried either because I don't think we worry about the big stage anymore. No, and it's something that this team has done exceptionally well over the years. They, they, and they say this themselves, and sometimes I, it's not great for a quote in terms of the media, you'd like them to get pretty pumped up. But, you know, they say they live by the adage that they don't get too excited by the highs and they don't get too down by the lows. So this, to them, really is, is, is just about figuring out how to beat England. It's nothing more than that. Look... I'm Jason Roy. I suspect I'll probably promote Johnny Bairstow to, to open uh, alongside Joff, Joff Butler. Uh, we know Johnny Bairstow. Uh, he's gone through a little bit of, of up-and-down form in recent times, but uh, he's still pretty destructive when he wants to be. So they'll be formidable at the top. And, and, and this city reminds me a little bit of the 2019 semi-final, the 50 over semi-final against India, where if you take a couple of wickets early... Uh, you, you instantly get in the heads of the opposition. We saw that with India. They crumbled completely in that semi-final. If you do the same to England in this particular T20 semi-final, I think they have the potential to crumble as well. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm quietly confident that the Black Caps team can win that game. And then I'm also quietly confident that they can go the whole way in this tournament. I didn't think they were too far off Pakistan at all. I think they, they, they played every opposition so far expertly uh, and I think they've got pretty good plans in place and, and I, I just like the way that they're, they're starting to get into this tournament. I'd probably just put the knockers on them but uh, hmm. they've been playing well so far so um, let's hope it can continue. 
Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with both of you guys, and uh, I kind of feel it every time we talk to anyone about it at the moment, everyone's got that feel good about the, the Black Caps, and they're very confident in them, and, and that is because I think Williamson and, and Stead and that have, have just given us that feeling of uh, consistency. Uh, stay with us, uh, please, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to go for the news. When we come back, it's time to get serious about the All Blacks because the big games are just around the corner. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yeah, 10.32, uh, panel part two, we've got uh, Pat McKendry and Guy Havel, two proud Cantabrians uh, in the panel today. And uh, Pat, let's uh, t- start talking the All Blacks, and I think it's time we started to talk about them a little bit more seriously. We've had three games that really didn't raise too much excitement, but now all of a sudden we've got Ireland and Ireland. Um, they've, um, <coughs> they've been very good against us of late. Uh, how do you see this shaping up, and what do you think the, the All Black team will end up looking like? Yeah, look, I think, uh, to be sure, I think that, that test against Wales was a significant one, and uh, I think they were pretty impressive in, in beating Wales so comprehensively in Cardiff, which is uh, which was a fantastic occasion by the looks of it. Um, but they were, the All Blacks obviously were pretty poor against Italy early on, but look, I, I don't think uh, fans should be too worried about that in terms of how significant that was or is. Um, it was a very inexperienced lineup. Um, they arrived in Rome knowing they were going to win. It was just a matter of how much. And I think it highlighted uh, both that inexperience in certain areas and also uh, the importance of the mental side of the game because you don't need to be off too much for things to sort of start slipping. So um, certainly the mentality will be will be there uh, in, in Dublin and some of the experience, and I think that will make a huge difference. Um, but, you know, they'll, they'll enter the field knowing that uh, it potentially is a 50-50 game and they've lost in Dublin before and they're not too distant past and so they'll need to, to they'll know that they'll need to be switched on to get to get the victory and I think, um, you know, it, it will probably highlight a few things uh, in terms of uh, how far the All Blacks have come this season um, uh, under Ian Foster and it, it is uh, the next couple of weeks of potentially season-defining. It is actually, um, and I'm with you on that. And we've just had a, a text in from Richard uh, Guy to say the hedges might be low, but Guy might still have trouble seeing the races if you're standing in front of him. I, look, I'm not. It's almost getting personal. I'm, it's getting personal. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I've, I've had it all before, Smithy. It's, it's all good, mate. It's all good. He's doing right though. When I go to a concert, uh, I need to be chucked off some shoulders. Put out. <laughs> You'll be in the mosh pit. Uh, here, now, listen here, guy. Um, the All Blacks, yeah, absolutely right. Um, combinations here. We're looking at uh, the ten jersey. I mean, was Richie good enough to say that Bowden won't be playing, uh, starting as one hundred and first? Or uh, where, where do you see um, those those interest? Interesting selection points. Uh, uh, look, I, I would, I would frankly probably go back to the exact backline that they had against Wales. Uh, I, I thought that backline was, was just superb. They were so slick. Uh, Barrett, Barrett was exceptional. Uh, the midfield was good, and then you've got, I would argue, the best back three in, in world rugby at the moment, and Yoane, Will Jordan, and obviously Jordy Barrett as well. So I, I would probably stick with the exact same backline. The only one where I might change things up is, is perhaps uh, keep Brad Weber at, at halfback instead of TJ Pitamata. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure TJ is the best halfback in the world. At, at, well, in New Zealand at the moment, obviously, he's not behind, he's behind Aaron Smith, but if you just put Aaron Smith on the side at the moment since he's not there, I, I'm not sure TJ is the best halfback 
on this tour, so I'd probably go Weber. But outside of that, yeah, I'd bring back the back line that, that we saw uh, against Wales. Uh, they were so good, and, and I just think that, that if they get some decent, forward, decent ball from, no doubt, a, a pretty different forward pack as well, uh, then I, I think they'll be pretty comfortable against, against Ireland. But I am excited about the fact that we do have a game that... that you know, I, we don't know the results of before it's been played, but then I think that's been the problem with the last three weeks. Uh, with all due respect, even against Wales, you kind of knew what, what the result was going to be, that the All Blacks were going to win easily. So I'm just excited to, to have a game to wake up to and, and, and not necessarily know the result before it starts. You know, God, there's a, an ugly trend developing in the UK sport and it's about pitch invasion. And, and whilst it's funny for a lot of people, those of us that work at grounds, etc., know it's not that funny in the end because every time it happens, there's more and more security visible every damn time and it becomes a, a lot less user-friendly facility. So we've got this uh, guy who um, and has now been banned by uh, the Welsh uh, rugby Union for his invasion uh, over the weekend and we've got this idiot Jarvo 69 who, who seems to be able to for some reason just walk out into the middle of the field during national anthems and tag on. I mean what the hell is going on here? I particularly uh, you know the novelty's long worn off for me on this Oh the novelty wore off. Maybe the first one with Jarvo was, was ever so slightly amusing because he was in the kit and that sort of thing and ever since then uh, I don't think idiot is a strong enough word for me. I know you probably can't use the word that you want to on, on radio, but the guy is an absolute dickhead. Uh, and and I, I, as you say, the, the, the guy who came onto the pitch in, in Wales uh, against South Africa has been banned for life. How on earth has Jarvo not been banned for, for life from live sport anywhere? Uh, the guy is an idiot. As you say, he seems like he's not going to cause any problems, but if we just if we just turn a blind eye to this and laugh along to this the whole time, one day someone is going to get on the park and, 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 and hurt uh, or do something to a player uh, or an official or whatever it might be. We've seen it a couple of times in the sport past with the likes of Monica Sellers and and, uh, and the referee, I can't remember mm. his name, uh, in that South Africa Kissy All Blacks. No one wants to see that. Uh, and if people are going to continue to get away with this and if security is going to be so lax, uh, it is going to continue to happen, and, and yeah, things things need to improve because it also takes away from from what we report on some of the next day as well. Because everyone's all talking about this, these bloody idiots from the crowd. I want to talk about the sport, not some moron who's wearing a, a, a jersey with a number on the back of it and trying to get his, his face in front of television. Yeah, Pat, where do, you, where do you stand on this? I, I've watched this guy. I've seen the footage of his mate on his phone filming this guy as he goes down from high up in the stand, step by step by step, all the way down to the very front row um, without a, seat, a, a ticket, obviously, to sit in that area, and his mate behind him. Uh, the steward is sitting at the bottom of the stairs, does absolutely nothing about it, and all of a sudden this guy just jumps. And he only makes it onto the field by about three or four yards, but there is a piece of play that basically goes over the top of them, yeah. which is quite dangerous in that respect, but it's just, I mean, uh, the, the, the sad thing is the majority think it's great. Yeah, firstly, on, on, on that uh, on that case, that incident uh, in the Wales South Africa game, I, I don't know who he thought that that sort of thing would appeal to. Um, you know, I, I just don't see anyone who would find that in any way amusing or funny. Um, and this guy apparently is a player himself and he may belong to a club. Um, and he's, he's subsequently been banned from uh, from Principality Stadium for life. Um, and the other thing is, 
uh, as Guy said, it, it's a, the old copycat business, and it, and it uh, encourages other people to have a go as well. Um, you just—I might sound like a bit of a grumpy old man now—but you just wonder about the common sense of people these days sometimes, don't you? You know, with all the things that are happening around the world, including in New Zealand, you know, the protests going on and and people protesting about the loss of freedom and they're standing with placards outside vaccination centres. You know, it's just it's just madness. Um, and so it just makes you wonder, but certainly um, it's got to be stamped out, this business of encroaching onto the field of play, because Guy's right, um, someone could get hurt, and, and even if they are, it affects the game itself, because as we saw, Wales potentially could have scored a try against South Africa in that incident, and, uh, and they were prevented from it. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, uh, I'm past it. I'm, I'm simply past it. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I know you can't be with us down here uh, in Cup Day, but uh, if it brings back a few memories and you're able to watch it, uh, have have a good afternoon. Thanks so much for your your input on the panel uh, this morning. No, and, you, uh, can't, you can't let us go, somebody without giving us a tip. No, um, well, I like the favourite. I'm a bit of a favourite backer, uh, so I do like the favourite, and I've um, I've been a supporter of it for quite some time. And uh, so uh, I really do. There's word out for, for Classy Brigade, but I like Self Assured. Self Assured, which sort of sums you up, Guy, really, to be fair. Sort of self assured, <laughs> sort of a bloke. Uh, I'm not sure if there's one in there um, for you. Um, Pembroke Playboy's been scratched, Pat, so you're no good. You're out. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I'd, 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 I'd go self assured too. Uh, yeah. you know, I, hope, I hope Mark Curtin does it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fine. Thank you very Thanks much, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, self-assured. So uh, I can safely say you're not down here, guys. So they can take that little box down that you normally stand on to watch the race. They can take it and put it back in the shed till next year. Thanks very much, gentlemen, for your input this time around. Uh, we'll have more from the panel tomorrow morning. When incidentally, I shall be at Rickerton for the midweek day, Copeland's Mile Day. I'm looking forward to that as well. But so much business at hand still to attend to here on SENZ here on Cup Day at Addington.